That's Feminism Bro, where we're exploring diverse voices in modern female strength. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I think that word has been so diluted, hijacked, and defunct, we women aren't even sure what our role is or how to perform it. But I can tell you this much, it's hella important and we need to figure this out. I'm your host, Bridget Van Bosker. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for stopping by today. Um, I just wanted to hit you with one line I hear a lot. If you followed one rule for the rest of your life, it's sort of silly. It's like being asked your favorite song or your favorite color. There is no one. There are tons of answers that change over time or mood or setting or attitude. Someone says, when someone says, give me the one rule you always follow or one piece of advice or five steps to success, um, it's a little silly. If there were only five steps to success, we would all be incredibly successful women across several different fields. So the idea isn't all there, but I do have a couple favorite, like one-liners, let's call them, quick, easy phrases that help recenter me, reroute me, and help myself uh, to go deeper and further on my journey to develop into a better human being. So here are not maybe not five life lessons, that's sort of a big word, but five quick little phrases uh, that I believe make me into a more complete woman. The cool thing when you grab a hold of a phrase that you can just throw, almost like a mantra that you can throw in the back of your head and you can pull out when you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed is you can use it across all facets of your life. So maybe it's a phrase that you keep coming to when you're setting up your finances or when you're raising your children or when you're trying to grow your business deepen your spiritual life, further your career, or even enliven your relationships. So that's what I'm going to hit you with today. These five life lessons. The first one, you can't pour from an empty cup. Now, there is no order to this list of five, but I know that people always put that phrase into the selfish category. So I wanted to get it out there first, and I wanted to tell you that it is not selfish to make sure that you are feeling fulfilled. It's not selfish if you have your morning coffee in the quiet of your back porch before rushing into the toddlers playing with glitter and play-doh or cutting each other's hair. It's not selfish to go out to lunch for an hour or take that run or shut down your work because when you do that, you can almost always come back in and bang out that next proposal a little bit more quickly than if you had stayed drudging your way through. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So if dinners and drinks with the girls helps you focus on the family budget meeting you've been dreaded, where you and your spouse are going to commit to that big renovation, then please do it because it will make you better. It'll make you better for you. It'll make you better for them. It'll make you better for everyone if you are fulfilled yourself. So you must make sure that you are taking care of you first. And you know that because they always say, put on your own oxygen mask first and then help others. So I don't know what your oxygen mask is, but put it on and take care of yourself and then take it to the next phrase where you can help everybody else. So that would be my first one. The second one is one I stole from my husband. I think it's a really awesome concept. Um, Be process driven, not results driven. So you want to PR your 10K, that doesn't really mean anything if you put that on your goal board. I want to PR my 10K. It doesn't mean anything if it has no foundation. 
How about instead you promise yourself a sprint workout and a hill workout and a long run every single week? And maybe instead of, I want to put away 20K this year in my savings, you make it a little bit more realistic and you say, I'm cutting back on spending in my weekly budget. I'm going to add more to my 401k. I'm going to make one inexpensive meal a week. I'm going to pick up a side gig, skip a vacation, take X percent of my paycheck. All of those are um, process driven goals. And if you follow your process driven goals, you will inevitably find your results. But if you just say to yourself, I'm going to be a writer, I'm going to write a book, that's pretty far out there. That takes a lot of work to get there. And sometimes what happens is you just get overwhelmed by the mere idea and you shut it down altogether. So if you can say to yourself, I'm going to be a writer, that's great, but now let's hone it in. What is the process that you are going to use to become a writer? I am going to... um, join a masterclass or go to a couple workshops or sit down and set my timer and just write. Uh, If you don't focus so much on the result, I promise you the result will come. But if you're only focusing on the result, then the path might be defeating and it might even set you back or have you quit. So process leads to habit. Habit leads to change and change leads leads to results. So always be process driven and not results driven. Um, Number three, always learn. This is kind of a cool, I don't know if you've ever read the book by Carol Dweck, but it's called Mindset. And it talks about the difference between a growth versus a fixed mindset. Not only should you always be looking to grow, but you should surround yourself with people that are always looking to grow. Be willing to not know something. Be open to constructive criticism and be curious. Start something new. Don't just start something new, realize you're bad at it, and then stop. But start something new and kind of go all in and take a deep dive and look at the videos and ask the professionals and um, put yourself out there on the forums and, and go to the thing. Sometimes I know people are like, okay, I'm starting this new, you know, I started using a rower and I'm doing it at my house. Great. Get out there and find somebody else that's doing it. Really surround yourself with other people that are willing to learn and you will um, always be a learner. My dad was really good at that. Um, he did that in spades and it's an incredible gift to give yourself to be willing to ask questions. And there's so much freedom when you don't feel obligated to be perfect. It allows for you to move towards perfection when you're not so ashamed to not know. So always, always be open to learning. I remember that hanging up on my um, in my classroom as a little girl. You know, there's no such thing. The only stupid question is the one you don't ask. That's what it said. And yes, that is so true. If you are willing to learn, if you are curious, and if you want to figure that out, it is it is an awesome, empowering thing. And then the more you learn, and the more you're willing to ask questions, I know it's uncomfortable at first to say, "Eh, I'm not following this conversation. What is it you're talking about? Or or what do you mean by that? The, The more comfortable you get asking that, the more comfortable you'll be, and then you'll be really willing. And it's it's such a beautiful thing. Sometimes I even think it's better to ask a question that you might know the answer to or that you're sure you know the answer to because you might not even get all the parts of the answer. You might know that one little aspect, but you're missing the bigger picture. And I find that's particularly true 
instead of coming in hot over my political views with somebody that disagrees, um, I think the better method is to just ask a whole bunch of questions. And then you get their answers to why or what their understanding is. And, um, and sometimes you can even enlighten them about their understanding. And sometimes it enlightens you. In particular, though, I find um, the willingness to ask a question is most beneficial with my husband and my kids. If I can ask you the question and I can get your answer, then I can see a little bit more clearly what it is that we need to work towards or what we need to work on or what your understanding is. I find when I ask very specific questions to my kids, uh, we both can move a little bit deeper into getting to know each other, the situation, and um, and even ourselves. What was I missing when I was so set on this rule? I ask him what he thought of this rule that I made and why and what the appropriate punishment is. And frankly, I find that we, we get some good results from me being willing to think outside, not be set on my own ways, but to listen to what they're saying. So uh, the, fourth, the fourth one is sort of, almost even piggybacks off of that willingness to learn. A little bit different, but slightly connected because I think humility is a great virtue and insecurity is nothing to celebrate. And you should really know the distinction between the two. You should be able to stay on the humble side and not the insecure side. So just a little backup about my spouse and I. I am the loud mouth. I was in college. I was running my mouth at the beer pong table and making all the noise. But when push came to shove, I was not scoring too many balls in the cups. He, on the other hand, is quiet and reserved, but confident. And he comes in and he does what he needs to do. And he generally crushes the competition. And that's the big difference between us. He's got this humble, honest awareness. And I think it comes from his willingness to learn. If he doesn't know how to throw the cornhole bag and somebody throws out an idea, he's willing to try that idea and it's going to make him ultimately the better cornhole player. Whereas I am a little bit nervous or insecure sometimes. So when somebody throws out an idea as to what my technique is on my cornhole bag, I might try their idea, but I'm not necessarily doing it so that I can improve me. I'm more just doing it because I'm nervous and I'm insecure and I'm going to do the thing they say and I'm just going to get this all over with. So I think those two are are opposites, humility and insecurity, but they're also very similar. And you have to be careful that you are on the humble side, but not the insecure side. And I think that that does come from your willingness to learn. Again, the more you're willing to just humble yourself and be like, I did not know that. Can you tell me more? Can you teach me about this? Can you explain it? And it's even okay to say, I disagree and here's why. And then listen to what they're saying and you can go deeper and you can learn more. Um so always be humble. And I know that when it comes to insecurity, people say, well, wait a second, that's not, that's not something you can just get rid of. Um, but to be insecure is absolutely debilitating. And although maybe you can't just snap your fingers and make your insecurities go away, I do think that you can take some of that away. I think that you have that power. They feed into each other. Insecurity feeds itself, feeds off of what you give it. Just like that... Um, the wolf on the shoulder of the native chief, he was telling his grandson that he's got two wolves that are always fighting, one on each shoulder. And one wolf is kind, generous, loving, supportive, and the other wolf is angry, frustrated, insecure. And the grandson asks, well, which wolf wins the fight? And uh, the chief says, the one that I feed. <laughs> 
So I do think that we inherently have flaws and maybe some of us are more prone to the weakness or the vulnerability of insecurity more than others. But I think that we can feed that and I think that we can choose to starve that out. So when it comes time to making that choice, try to starve out the insecurity and dive in a little bit deeper to the humility. It is a very alluring quality and an awesome character trait to be humble. So that just brings us to our fifth one. Um, Again, these are not in order, but I did put this last because I think it's a synopsis of all the grades. I think if I just had to whittle it down, I could only hang one of those little um, Pinterest-y type boards in my kitchen. It would probably just say the three words, grit and gratitude. I think that anything that you're doing is going to come back to needing to have both of those qualities, grit and gratitude. Uh, I've always felt that way. I never always had like a succinct name for it, but I've always come back to the idea that we just need to be really grateful for um, what's happening in our lives. Be grateful for your setbacks because they give you the opportunity to move forward and they might even one day become your blessings. So don't be angry that the weather is bad outside. Be grateful that it's raining outside so that you can work on that indoor project. Don't be angry that you just got that demotion or fired. Be grateful because now you got to go a little bit outside your comfort zone. You got to find the next new thing. You got to dig a little deeper. You got to put yourself out there. You get to practice with your um, interview skills. You get to work on your resume. So I think that if we can always have gratitude, we will be able to look back on all of those things that we thought were setbacks and we're going to be able to see them as blessings. The challenge, of course, is to do that in the moment, which isn't always possible, but should be should be one of your big goals. And then um, grit, that's the other G word. It's actually really a four-letter word as far as I'm concerned. It takes so much to be gritty, to strap in, to grit your teeth, to grind it out. That requires so much from us and just like I think um, we can starve out insecurity I think we can feed grit I don't I don't know if you're born with it I know that sometimes I've read studies that say that there are more people that are prone to grind it out than others but I think that it's a habit and if you are willing to say oh it's raining outside I'm not going to turn around for my run I'm going to finish it or oh okay the the tool that I know would make this process a little bit easier is not accessible right now I am going to do the process anyways I'm not going to wait for the tool to become accessible I think if you don't like the book try to finish the next chapter and then the next chapter and then the next chapter and if you hate to get up early just start with five minutes and do it again and do it again and do it again because I do think that grit can be learned and I think um that combined with gratitude is really going to set you up for all your successes. So if we were just to hit back and review those five, I I don't know, maybe we call them life lessons or uh, basic rules for the rest of our life, I would say you cannot pour from an empty cup. Be available to fulfill yourself so that you can fulfill others. And then the second one, be process-driven and not results-driven. Always, always be willing to learn is our third one. And then um, sort of connected to that, humility is a yes, insecurity is a no. And then finally, our fifth one is uh, grit and gratitude. Just practice both of those every day, all day, all the time. So 
That's it for today. I just wanted to kind of review those five life lessons and I want you to just pick one and work on it today. Even if it's just for today, I'm going to, every time I catch myself being insecure, I'm going to turn it off. And every time um, I don't know something, I am going to open my mouth and communicate it. And every time I'm frustrated with something, I'm just going to turn that into a moment of gratitude. So play around with adding this into your life and maybe, maybe pick the one that sits with you or if you have your own, Please share it with me because I love these little, I love these little like one liner, quick, easy things that I can just shout out to the kids or the husband and shout out to myself when I'm feeling like giving up. I think they help. Um, I think they help me. So if you have, if you have some that you like, please, please, please feel free to share them. And if you liked one of those, then I welcome you to just throw it on your dry erase board or write it on your post-it and stick it on your fridge and get after your life today. Um, please like, subscribe, share, save, send on everything that you can do to help something grow. You are always welcome to find me on Instagram. I'm at That's Feminism Bro. And I take emails with questions or concerns. I would absolutely love to hear from you. That's Feminism Bro at gmail.com. I hope to catch you guys later. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can find me on Instagram at That's Feminism Bro and ask me any questions or just share your thoughts. Artworks by KVB and music by Ace Parawan.